The Holy Gospel, according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would, be, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave who has just come in from plowing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me, put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink? Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. And we have a decision to make. Would we like a children's sermon today? I can compromise. We could sit here. Do we want to sit there? All right, let's sit there. Let's sing. I never get to sit here. This is cool. <laughs> Neat. How are you today? I'm good too. Have you ever have you ever seen a seed? Yeah. What kind of seeds have you seen? All kinds? Well, it's apple harvest. Have you ever seen an apple seed? Inside an apple? No. Have you ever seen a watermelon seed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, we'll do that one. Watermelon seed. It's real small, isn't it? Well, this year, for the first time, I planted some watermelon. And the seeds were just as small as the one you see in the watermelon. And I planted them in the ground, kind of two or three every, I forget, it was like eight inches or something like that. I planted them in little hills. And I thought, I wonder if any of these are going to grow. And you know what? Yeah, they all did. And so they, they first grew into a vine. It was kind of a green vine. And so it spread all over the place and had these big leaves, these real big leaves. And then they grew and grew and grew, and then they had little yellow flowers on them. And then they didn't do anything. And so I thought, I wonder if these are going to grow. And so I waited a while, and I waited a while, and a couple of weeks. And then, on the end of that flower, a tiny green ball appeared. And then... I thought, I wonder if I can get any bigger. <laughs> and I waited a while, and I waited a while, and pretty soon, there's this big watermelon on the end of that. Now that took months of waiting. But out of that little seed, we had some pretty, pretty cool fruit, and the watermelon tasted good. Do you like watermelon? I do too. The watermelon tasted really good. In today's story, the one that I just read up there, 
Jesus is telling us about a seed and how faith is kind of like that. And so when we learn things here in church, when we learn about Jesus, when we receive communion or when I make the sign of the cross on your forehead and say, remember your baptism for God loves you very, very much. When we hear those things, those are like watermelon seeds. We kind of take those inside of us and then we think, I wonder if I'm going to believe anymore. Or I wonder if I'm going to be able to do all this stuff I'm hearing about. Or I wonder, I wonder if I'm going to grow. But it's like a watermelon. When faith is planted, it doesn't become huge all in one moment. It grows over time. And so, whatever you hear and whatever you learn, let it grow and wait a while. It'll get there. It just kind of takes time. So here's what I want you to do this week. I want you to pay attention to all the foods that you eat and see if there's any seeds around, whether it's an apple or some watermelon or anything else. And when you see a seed, I want you to look at how small it is. I want you to remember how big it can grow. And that's just like faith. It's small, but it's going to grow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Should we say a prayer? Let's pray. God, we're really thankful today. We're thankful that you give us so many good things through so many different seeds. We ask that as we remember how seeds grow slowly over time, that we might let faith grow in us too. Keep telling us that you love us. Keep sharing with us these good things. And as we grow, help us to share these good things with others too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have a snack for you. Nice. Thanks for having me back here, Clayton. In the name of Jesus, amen. This text, this pericope, this little section of text that we're studying, is unique in the way that I'm not sure I've really, really ever heard both of these portions of the text preached at the same time. I've heard, I've heard a lot of sermons on the mustard seed. I've heard some sermons on the mindset of the slave. I haven't heard a whole lot of them together. And if I'm truthful, if I only look at these two, it's hard to make them talk to one another. But when I pick up my Bible and I read just a little bit before at the beginning of chapter 17, I realize that there's a context for both of these stories. You see, Jesus had just taught his disciples about forgiveness. And Jesus looks at them and says to them, if someone wrongs you seven times and they ask for repentance seven times, forgive them seven times. And it's to that that the disciples cry out, Lord, increase our faith. You see, when I've heard this preached, it was always just this text alone. 
And I always had it in my mind that the disciples were walking along and they saw the great things that Jesus was doing and then they just all of a sudden cry out in a joyous, zealous spirit, increase our faith. But no, Jesus had been talking about forgiveness and is talking about forgiveness and really driving home the point that forgiveness is more than just seven times in the day, but it's over and over and over and over again. And in the context of forgiveness, I think both of these stories start to make a little bit of sense. The first story Jesus tells in the context of forgiveness over and over and over again is the one about the mustard seed. They ask, increase our faith. They say, Jesus says, if you had faith like a mustard seed, you could tell this mulberry tree to be uprooted and plant itself in the sea, and it would obey you. And if you ever try to get rid of a mulberry tree, the uprooted part is the really miraculous part in that story. It uproot itself, go into the sea and obey you. Now sometimes I hear this, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, a little taunting, as if you don't have faith of mustard seed. That's why it's not happening. But lately I've started to hear this story and Jesus saying, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, it does what a seed does. It grows. And over time, it would be uprooted, this mulberry tree, and march itself into the sea. I've seen other plants take over mulberry trees before. Little tiny seeds. I've seen roots outgrow mulberry trees before, and they start as little tiny seeds. And if you consider the mustard seed shrub, I bet it could do it. I bet it could win over that mulberry tree. And eventually that mulberry tree would fall and eventually probably become driftwood along the Sea of Galilee where this was being taught. And I bet it'd march itself straight into the sea. Faith grows. And these little bits of faith that Jesus gives his disciples over and over and over again, like teaching where the good things of God are found here in forgiveness, they're seeds. Seeds meant to grow. The second part of this story is a parable, sort of a parable, about how the master treats the master's slave. Now, for a lot of us, in the context of our society, we no longer live with slavery as an accepted thing. And I think that's good and right. Jesus was using the example of slavery because it was something known, not because it was something endorsed. And so using this known thing, Jesus tells the example of someone who has been given a task, whether it's a lifelong task in slavery, or a task at hand for a moment. How many of you would welcome that person to eat and drink before the task is completed? Maybe some of us would. Maybe we're hospitable. But Jesus says, wouldn't you rather have the task be completed and things go according to plan? And then here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. When you do what you have been commanded, say we are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. This parable is about expectation. 
about doing what we ought to have done. And in this forgiveness text, forgive someone seven times over the course of the day, the expectation has been moved. It used to be an eye for an eye. It used to be <laughs> equality in vengeance, or at least equality in, in evenness. But here, forgive seven times over. Jesus has moved the expectation, and every time expectation is moved, we groan, don't we? Later this month, we'll have daylight savings time. And even though we're gaining an hour, we're all going to groan. Because the expectation of when you get up and when you go to bed and your relationship to how the sun is and, and how the daylight is, it will all change. The expectation will change and it will groan. We will groan. I remember when I was in school and we were doing those little math quizzes. I was really good at math. I was terrible about, about going fast. And we would do those math quizzes. And in one grade, we had two minutes to complete the math quiz. In the next grade, we had one minute to complete the math quiz. And we all groaned because the expectation changed. But guess what? As the expectation changed, so did we. So did we. Jesus is saying, forgive many, many times. And we groan. We groan. But we change. When we hold ourselves against the expectation of forgiving not just once and celebrating, but forgiving seven times a day to the same person who has wronged us seven times inside that day, we will groan and we're going to kick back and we're going to give reasons that we can't and we're going to give reasons that it's bad and we're going to give reasons that it's wrong. And we're going to try and do everything we can to push against it. But when that expectation stays in front of us, like an unchanging time on the clock or an unchanging expectation for a math quiz, when it stays in front of us, we change. We, be, we become people to whom it is old hat to forgive seven times in a day, and we wonder why we're not forgiving more. It's like a mustard seed, isn't it? An expectation is planted in the, our midst, and it grows slowly over time against the roots and against the weeds, and slowly it blossoms into something we have not been before, but we are surely becoming. Faith is like a mustard seed. An expectation changes us. Here today, you will receive bread and wine, bigger than a mustard seed, I might add. You'll receive faith. You'll receive promises. You'll receive the body and blood of Christ. And they'll be given to you time and time again. You'll receive the prayers of the people. You'll receive hymns lifted up. You'll receive fellowship. These are seeds. And these are for you. Given by God. That they might grow in you. That they might grow like the mustard seeds, slowly becoming... What you, have, what you are called to become, that they might grow like the mustard seed, slowly meeting the expectations that God has put before us. And like any seed, it will grow, it will bear fruit, and the plant will fade. But we will reseed here again and again.
God be with you in this growing. God be with you in faith. And God be with you as the promises of God are given and planted in you. Amen.